Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to the Dunked On NBA podcast. I am Daniel Rue, your host, and so happy to have you with us for this episode. For those of you who listened on Monday night slash Tuesday's episode, you're probably familiar with the format here. Nate and I pre-recorded a long segment, a great one, going through not only the all-area teams, including some discussions, um, but then also we do a full bracket and we go through what we would do in seven-game series if those areas were to face off was fun. We got into some really interesting arguments and discussions and thinking about teams in that context was something that we both genuinely love doing. It's hearty. It's over an hour. And I'm thankful after going through the barrage of injuries that comprised the opening segment in the last podcast that this one is significantly shorter. And that means there have been fewer injuries. It's also a shorter passage of time. I am recording this on Wednesday early afternoon Pacific time. So any news that has not yet transpired obviously will not be a part of the show. That will be when Nate and I catch up with each other when he gets back, which will be the Monday morning, Sunday night episode of Dunked On. That'll be more traditional. Let's call it that. But there is still news to get to, news of importance. And where I want to start is in Houston. We had preliminary reporting earlier in the week, which has now actually come to fruition, unfortunately. Eric Gordon had to undergo an arthroscopic procedure today on his right knee, and he is going to miss at least six weeks. That is unfortunate. I mean, he's been an important part of the Rockets' success over the last few years that's going to put a lot more on various players' shoulders. It looks like in the kind of this intervening time, Ben McElmore is going to get at least some starts, and we'll see probably a bunch of different players go through that. Unfortunate for the Rockets for a bunch of different reasons. It doesn't necessarily, as long as it doesn't recur, affect their playoff viability. There are also potentially implications for Eric Gordon's contractual guarantees, but those are a long way out with the extension that he signed. So I think he could trigger it early, but he, I, th- I believe he will still have other chances to do that. Hurts the Rockets' odds of getting the top seed or a different one, but still a lot of season left to be played. So I always, like I said this with the Chris Middleton one, sad to see players out, but feel better that it, for these high-end playoff teams, that at least this injury likely will not keep them out out in the postseason. So plenty of time for recovery there. A similar story with Landry Shamit in LA. He did not have a significant injury, which is great, but he did have a grade two high ankle sprain that is less severe than De'Aaron Fox's. Also, Shamit is a less important player than De'Aaron Fox, but still a loss for the Clippers. Another reminder that they still aren't at full strength because they lost Shamit right before they're going to get Paul George back. He is going to return either in Wednesday night's game against Houston or Thursday night's game against New Orleans. As of this recording, the the Clippers have not yet decided which of those two, but still exciting to see him back and presume, as with all of these things, that it will take some time for George to round into form and for the Clippers to fully adjust to him as that process goes in, but that makes them significantly more interesting over the next few weeks, even without Shamit. 
I don't want to delve too much into the Knicks stuff, as I didn't the last time, but a little bit of subsequent reporting from Ian Begley, I think, puts some background on some of the weirdness that happened. And so basically what Begley reported is that Steve Mills and Scott Perry had a conversation on Sunday with James Dolan, and the way he phrased it was, they came away with the impression that their jobs would remain secure, provided the Knicks showed progress this season. So this isn't a big surprise, both in terms of Dolan expecting progress on a team that isn't very good, but also on the idea that if either progress isn't shown or it isn't to the standard that Dolan thinks, that Mills and Perry want to have a fall person that is not them. So that would mean David Fisdale and numerous other things. So part of why they're quote unquote laying the groundwork for Fisdale is that if that progress or insufficient progress is not shown, then they can do something else. So that's not a surprise. That's how people try to stay in their jobs. I also believe that they are at fault. And I mean, to the extent that anybody is in that organization other than James Dolan, but it's always worth remembering the context when something like what happened with the Fisdale stuff happened earlier with that reporting is that there's usually the context that somebody else in the chain is trying to cover their own asses. And that is the case here. And Begley's reporting substantiates what we already pretty much knew. Couple other pieces of injury news. Damian Lee, Warriors two way player, suffered a non displaced fracture in his right hand. He will be sidelined at least two weeks. Lee has filled an important role in the Warriors rotation with Curry and Thompson and until recently Draymond Green and D'Angelo Russell out. As a two-way player, my understanding, and I will do more digging into this if I have to, is that the Warriors are under no financial obligations in terms of the salary cap and the luxury tax. Basically, he's just not going to be available or using days on his 45 day two-way limit. So there's a a benefit and a downside there where they'll have more Lee later without having to convert him, but also they don't have Lee now where it's actually, you could say more important if they're actually trying to compete. In Detroit, we got the news basically right before I recorded this that Kyrie Thomas had a surgery of his own on the fifth metatarsal of his right foot. He will be reevaluated in six weeks. That is a lot of time for Thomas to be out. Nate and I wondered about whether Thomas could potentially be the odd man out when they were when it looked like Christian Wood was going to make the team. Thomas made that cut, and now, unfortunately, though, it's less time for the Pistons to evaluate Thomas for next year and everything else. So hopefully, he comes back soon, comes back strong. Couple interesting things out of Chicago, most notably. Uh, Casey Johnson had this, at least the first person I saw with it, that I guess it was during media availability, Jim Boylan said for the first time that Larry Markkinen is fighting through a sore oblique, oblique and has been dealing with it for two weeks. We will have to see whether that has been affecting his play. I would say Markkinen has been a disappointment, at least for me, so far this year, and it could be injury-related. This happens more often, I think, than the average fan thinks that a player is dealing with an injury that is largely unreported, doesn't prevent them from playing, but prevents them from being their best. Do not know if that is the case here, but it is worth kind of keeping in the back of your mind. There was a Danny Green one a couple of years ago. There are a bunch of these different things where not enough to keep them from playing, but it can be a challenge. So context, always important. Also in Chicago, Cristiano Felicio suffered a non-displaced fracture of the trapezoid bone in his right wrist, and he is expected to be out four to eight weeks. He has not been an integral part of the Bulls rotation, but of course, still important and has the financial component too. Then we'll end this with uh, a series of different things from Brooklyn. Not the most important, but because I can breeze through it. The Nets and uh, CEO Dave Levy have parted ways. He was only on the job for less than two months. As of right now, I haven't seen any reporting on what led to this 
occurring, but we'll just have to keep an eye on this. It might be a non-story. It might be a story, but we're just going to have to see. What definitely is a story or two what have certainly appear to be related things, one is that for Shamstrania, the Nets are concerned that Karis LeVert, who missed their most recent game with issues with his right thumb, that he has ligament damage and he's going to visit a specialist. And that is clearly concerning LeVert, one of the important players for the Brooklyn Nets who are, you know, they're fighting for a playoff berth even now. That's just the way this works if you're not in the top of your conference. And presumably related to that, Wilson Chandler is is on the suspended list, so the Brooklyn Nets have a roster spot available, even though they have 15 guys paid, and they're using that on Amon Shumpert. Shumpert can step right into the guard rotation. He has played on successful teams many times in the past, most notably, or most recently on the Houston Rockets, and there is a second part of this, which I haven't seen much reporting on, which is that Iman Shumpert signing with the Nets also formally ends his capacity to be used as a walking trade exception for the Houston Rockets because that relied on on bird rights and his previous salary. He, I believe they did not have to renounce Shumpert in order to make their other moves. Just kind of, he can just kind of float along. But once he signs with Brooklyn, Shumpert does not have any existing relationship with the Rockets. They lose the bird rights. They lose the ability to sign him to a balloon payment and then use that basically to get a trade exception. That was what they ostensibly tried to do with Nene and all of what happened happened. So you could call that bad news for the Rockets. It's bad. It's an indicator of something we already knew, but that's worth noting in Shumpert. Hopefully he doesn't have to, but it sounds like he's going to have to step into the Nets perimeter rotation post haste and the Nets need a lot of help. After this, the whole conversation, really fun one with Nate on the all area teams going through the teams and the selections and then playing out a bracket. All right, Danny, thanks for taking care of that news for us. Nate here again, and we're going to get to our all area teams which we're really looking forward to. Director of Basketball Research, Ben Dell put in a ton of work on this, so we're excited to get that to you. But first, I have to make a confession that I've never once worn cologne in my entire life. I've been wearing the same deodorant and the same bar of soap since high school. And yes, I somehow did manage to get married, even despite all of those things. But I'd probably be lying if I said that my wife wasn't interested in me perhaps trying some higher quality products at some point and i'm like hey we're already married i don't have a lot of time here i don't need to make this a priority and go and try out a bunch of stuff and figure out what i'm gonna like but then i i found out about hawthorne they give you a personalized approach you take their two minute quiz they find you stuff that works for your hair your skin they even figure out what kinds of smells you like one of the questions was whether i like cocktails or whiskey or beer to drink because 75 percent of taste is aroma and so that those questions help them find a cologne that's going to work for you and then they give you two colognes that they think are to be best for you one is for work and one is for play it's totally risk-free you get free shipping and free returns they will work with you to find something that you are really going to like their site was really easy to navigate really modern design so I'm really excited to, to get this stuff uh, and try it out. I'll, I'll let you guys know the, the next time we do a read for them what I think of it. But it, it seems like a great concept. Really interested to try it out. And hey, you know what? If it doesn't work out for me, they're going to find me something that does work. So it's risk-free. And I would encourage you to give it a shot yourselves at Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co. That's .co, not .com. Hawthorne.co. And use the familiar code CAPSPACE to get 10% off your first purchase. That CAPSPACE code is used remarks so we talk about all the time here on the program. 
And then, of course, we'll let them know that you came from us. All right, Danny, as a Chicagoan, I have long had a ton of pride in Chicago basketball. I've wanted to do these all area teams for a while, even if I did blanch a little bit at that pretty nasty roster from LA. They are definitely the number one seed. So, talk a little bit first about how we put this together. Obviously, where someone is from can be a little bit nebulous. I think you try to just look at it as if you ask this person, where would they say that they're from? I didn't ask all 450 NBA players. We tried to concentrate on solely players who are in the NBA right now. And this is only going to be American cities. We may do a separate episode later on international cities melbourne toronto and barcelona actually look really strong but we got a a nice top 16 here with american cities or regions i made things as expansive as you reasonably could with some of these like chicago that includes illinois new york and new jersey are together or we did just entire states when it made sense so tried to make some regions that make sense you may quibble about certain players being from certain places also if we had a situation where maybe a guy went to a prep school or something. I generally tried to do, okay, where did this guy really grow up? But sometimes if the team from his area was really strong and the team where he went to boarding school needed someone in his position, maybe we moved him there as well. You see that even in like international basketball with Becky Hammond playing for Russia or some uh, American men playing for other countries, uh, you know, the Bo McCaleb style. So I've got a bracket here. I did this pretty loosely. I didn't really go through because it's going to be fun to actually have these teams match up against one another. And you and I will declare a winner in each matchup. So let's start with our number one bracket here. Since you are a California native, I will let you have the LA team. They are matched up against number 16 seed Seattle slash Washington, who is on your team. You got you actually have enough guys to pick from here that you, you might even be hard pressed putting figuring out who's gonna be on your roster. You know, we're kind of making an eight nine man rotation from all these groups here that, that are gonna play in this game. So who you got, LA? LA's team is absolutely just stacked on the perimeter. A lot of guys who went to who went to high school when I was in college, so it's weird because I saw a lot of these guys play in high school. Um, Drew Holiday, Russell Westbrook at point guard, Harden and Clay Thompson at the two, Paul George and DeMar DeRozan at the three. While Kawhi can play the three, he's also this team's best four. And then the weakest spot for the LA team is at center. Dwayne Dedman and Jordan Bell are probably the top two there. So if I'm doing, I'll do starting five of, because they don't really need Westbrook with Harden on the four, which also hilarious um i'll go actually i'm gonna go Harden, clay paul george Kawhi, deadman drew and russell both get on the team of course and then you know that, that's pretty much a, the, the rotation yeah well i mean are, are we assuming that these guys that are injured because this will come up uh the dmv I, I, definitely has some injured full, dudes. full, full strength i think i think okay. it's the fair way uh, to think but about but we're you know for clay old depot durant we're kind of just project out what they're gonna be once yeah. they're once they're back not what they've always been yeah they're they're their new normal whatever that is yeah which of course we know with 100 percent certainty but uh all right that's uh that's a pretty pretty good team you, i mean you don't even have to start drew holiday and russell westbrook got a lot of size on the wings a lot of switchability center's a little weak but uh you're still probably actually looking better than i am in, in seattle sorry kp we do have uh some interesting backcourt guys though we're gonna start DeJounte Murray at point guard. We've got Isaiah Thomas uh, as a six man. Zach Levine and Avery Bradley give uh an offense defense combination at shooting guard. Small forward Matisse Thibel, again, a really good defensive option. And Kevin Porter Jr. is probably gonna be our backup small forward. Then in the front court, we're a little weak. Joe Harris is our power forward, and then we got uh, Marvin Williams 
at center. I, I gotta say I'm a little worried about my lack of size going up against this LA monster here. Well, especially because the LA team doesn't have great size, but it has a lot of penetrators. And so who who is going to help on your team is a big problem. Yeah. No, I mean, Marvin and Marvin Williams was like the closest thing I could find to a center as well. Uh, and I mean, he plays some backup center for the Hornets, but he's not a natural center. So, I mean, my only hope really for being LA is probably just like really beating him up on the boards. But and. If we have to go with Zach Levine, he's going to have to guard either James Harden, Clay Thompson, Paul George, or Kawhi Leonard. That's not going to go too well. Isaiah Thomas is going to get completely destroyed. The the nice thing is you guys don't have any small guards at all either. So, I, I mean, I think LA is probably going to take this one pretty clearly in a blowout. You also have a lot more depth, uh, so you're going to run us off the floor, especially when you, you sub in Westbrook for Harden. I'm guessing your pace is probably going to Im- increase a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I, I think LA is probably going to move on pretty easily uh, in this one to the second round. Oh. I'll take the I'll take the lower seed in the in the next matchup that is the the two fifteen. You want to just go in that order as opposed yeah, to that, the yeah that that seems good yeah. So the the two fifteen is uh, Florida's the fifteen seed. It's a uh, a very different set of strengths and weaknesses. Starting five will be Anthony Simons, Tim Hardaway Jr. You can pick between Rodney yeah. Magruder uh, and uh, Hardaway was a little controversial. Some people were saying Chicago, but we uh, we needed him in Florida to Chicago. Uh, who by the way I, I, I'm gonna. Add, be controlling chicago as the as the number three seed but uh oh really yeah yeah we can we could send him to uh we could send him to florida it's all right i think we'll okay. be okay for florida will accept him and so then so um hardaway magruder you could also throw kevin knox in that rotation he'll be he'll be on the he'll be in the group because he went to tampa catholic then on the the bigs isaac and collins jonathan isaac john collins are going to start vince carter john henson come off the bench and then you have some depth pieces like yeah. Grayson allen if you need it you, you guys definitely have the veteran leadership advantage Advantage, uh, oh yeah but with, with vince carter yeah so new york and new jersey is pretty stacked we included new jersey just because and new york together they're pretty close to one another and new york frankly wouldn't have had that great of a team so point guard pretty nasty we might play these guys together some kyrie irving and kemba walker but kyrie is going to start then we got donovan mitchell at shooting guard he went to school in connecticut he famously was there at the lebron james decision announcement but his dad worked for the mets i I think you can at the very least he's tri-state area you can throw him in there we got uh danny green at our starting small forward power forward tobias harris and we got kyle anderson backing him up for more of a defensive look and then center this is the guy that i think is going to be really hard for some of these teams to start carl anthony towns and we got taj gibson backing him up um this one again probably not going to be too close um maybe the the thing that new york new jersey is really lacking is defense but i don't really see florida having the ball handlers or the inside presence to to exploit that it is interesting that they don't really have great personnel but you could argue that florida has better guys for towns with john isaac and and collins and maybe john henson a little bit than some of the other teams but they just don't have the horses on the perimeter i mean should we say i guess should we pretend they're playing a seven game series and we could just say what what to what it'll be yeah so this this to me would be uh new york and new york new jersey and four maybe five yeah it it would it would require but see the problem is florida just doesn't have a way to score points and it's hard to imagine even if florida defended well they still i mean new york new jersey still has kemba Kyrie, and towns they're still going to get buckets yeah i mean maybe you could say if they had like a really good defensive center in florida that they might might be able to cause some problems but uh and and one more pick and roll guy but yeah i mean anthony simons as your your lead ball handler that's 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 going to be a little limited uh 
All right, so I agree with you. That's a sweep. All right, Shaita, number three seed. I do have to say as an aside, Anthony Davis was talking about this yesterday because he's back in Chicago as we're recording this. Getting a little early on this one. I figure this is pretty evergreen. It's not going to kill us to do this in advance. But he's saying how, oh, Chicago has the best basketball players and it's way better than New York. There's still a lot of depth from Chicago, but they really haven't had a superstar since AD. And there's really only one superstar on this team but we got a lot of like really tough dudes we're gonna really defend um you know this might be the best defensive group out there uh ad is our center he's backed up by rashawn holmes and this includes some uh, people from illinois not just chicago power forward we can go with an offensive look with jabari parker who was a disappointment that was hopeful he and Jaleel Okafor would be the next great Chicago superstars that hasn't really happened we haven't had many McDonald's All-Americans lately uh small forward Andre Guadala and maybe he's not a top 10 player but I gotta get Amon Shumpert in, in there just because he went to my high school Oak Park River Forest and then shooting guard I think actually the emergence of Kendrick Nunn this year is really going to help us because uh, we needed one more ball handler going to back him up with patrick beverly a point guard but he's definitely plenty tough to play shooting guard and a good enough shooter and then fred van vliet from uh, rockford is pretty close to chicago and Derek rose will be our backup point guard can't trust him to stay healthy over a seven game series as the starter so we got to go with van vliet there so we got a lot of toughness a lot of grit offense might be a little bit of a problem and we're matching up against the number 14 seed which is atlanta and atlanta is actually a really fascinating team because they have nice balance like they're of the lower seeds that we've done they're the first one that really does strike it and so guard rotation Malcolm Brogdon Lou Williams Jeremy Lamb and KCP I would I'm gonna start Brogdon and Lamb there especially to to counteract your group and then Lou Williams is gonna play a lot of minutes of course he'll be he'll be the offensive linchpin if they if and when they need it forward rotation Jalen Brown from Marietta Jay Crowder Al Aminu coming off the bench and then a nice center rotation of Wendell Carter and Derek Favors so for a lot of teams this is good happen to be facing AD that makes it a little bit less great but I mean that you get 48 good minutes at center there yeah, I'm. Uh, how do you see this matchup going here? Uh, you know, I think our defense is going to be awesome. I don't not feel like. Am- I mean, it'd be nice if we had like you know a perimeter superstar who could really, uh, who could really run pick and roll with AD. I mean, Van Fleet is pretty good at that. Rose is pretty good at that, but they're not like highest level of guys. I think it'd be ugly. <laughs> that, that's the biggest takeaway from it. And I do think though that the, the difference maker here is Anthony Davis. I mean, AD can create mismatches, create opportunities for some of these less dynamic. I mean, Robert Covington isn't the greatest creator for himself, but if he gets open looks and when Anthony Davis is on the floor, that will happen. And I could see Lou Williams in this format going wild against certain teams, but it just so happens that Chicago has all of these different guys that they can throw at him. And, you know, he'll still get his he'll still get his points, but the overall destructive potential of, of Williams is toned down when you have FVV and Patrick Beverly just ready to hound him. And I really like Jeremy Lamb, but he's not quite at the level where he's going to just kill a team like Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think your defense is pretty good, but not unbelievable. And you don't have that one just like absolute defensive superstar. And then offensively, I'd probably rather have Anthony Davis th- than Lou Williams. Um, 
you know, lose better than Derrick Rose, but they're kind of comparable. So I, yeah, I do think Chicago takes this one. I agree with you. It does get a, a little bit ugly. You guys are also pretty light on shooting. Uh, you're three, four, five. You don't have a ton of shooting, whereas uh, Chicago looks a little bit better there. Um, not, not a ton of passing on this team either. So, uh, I mean, it's the number 14 seed. I, I think it, Chicago is definitely going to have to win ugly. I don't know. They, I, they could be primed for an upset here as the three seed. I mean, I basically just sort of did a lot of this based on just eyeballing it as opposed to just oh here's how these guys are actually going to match up so uh much as i hate to admit it chicago could be ripe for an upset later on uh, we'll see here so uh, what's the uh, uh what do you think this one goes to me this is a five or six game series just depending on who makes shots so i'll go i'll go chicago in six i'll say lou williams gets them a game and then chicago shoots themselves out of a game but it could easily be five yeah chicago could also just suffer devastating injuries to like half of our roster <laughs> and it just it's been uh, uh kind of uh, a lot of injury prone guys from chicago here uh but we, we've at least we've got some good depth here we got uh you know javon carter and evan turner and sterling broad and frank kaminsky and myers leonard and jalen brunson uh, to bring in if we need to jalil okafor okay the four verse 13 matchup number four north carolina didn't think off the top of my head that like oh this is some powerhouse place but because maybe just because they're a little more decentralized but this is actually a pretty stacked north carolina team um i will take them since uh since you've got la they're probably gonna match up there and definitely have the best point guards chris paul and steph curry we're gonna have to play steph curry actually at the two chris paul at the one we've also got seth curry as our backup to center montrez harrell is gonna start for us we also got Mason Plumley. He spent some time in Indiana, but uh, we'll probably we need him at center here in North Carolina. Also got Hassan Whiteside if we need him. John Wall is actually our backup point guard. I mean, amazing how many point guards come out of North Carolina. It's, it's pretty insane. And then at small forward, we got Brandon Ingram, power forward PJ Tucker. So we're a little light on shooting, but hey, we also have the best shooter of all time on our team. So we're going to run a ton of off-ball stuff with him. P.J. Tucker and Trez are going to lay the wool. We're going to just be a nasty pick-and-roll team with this group. I'm surprised you're not starting Bam. I mean, Bam went to Pinetown. He went to Northside. And then Wait, he do went I have to... him on the list? Oh, yeah, I missed yeah. him. Yeah, no, he, he actually is starting. I'm sorry. I, I didn't see him on the list there. Yeah, he's uh, he's got to start. Th- thank you for noticing that egregious coaching error. And that really helps your defensive integrity, too. I mean, PJ, PJ and Bam together is a pretty good foundation there and, and going at it. And I get to represent the 13 seed, which was, I believe, a, a late addition suggested primarily by a yeah. By a, by a reader, which was a great one, and that is the great state of Missouri. Another decentralized one because there there are people all over, and it's an unusual roster, but one that would actually be really fun to see in person. Guards are gonna it's gonna start Bradley Beal and Landry Shamit with Alec Burks and Shaq Harrison coming off the bench. Forward rotation shockingly deep for a you know for a 13 seed in this case. Jason Tatum, OG, and Anobi starting Otto Porter and Michael Porter Jr., who lived most of his time in in Missouri, but then left for the state of Washington when his dad got a job there. So we can work we're counting him in Missouri, which I think is fair. And then the limitation for this team is is at center, where Anthony Tolliver, who is a natural four and a backup four, is our starting five. But he does get extra points because he went to Kickapoo High School. And then went to Creighton. Yeah, so I, I mean, you may end up doing like playing OG Ananobi at center for 
yeah, part of this. Porter, Porter, Tatum, and OG as the as the front court. Yeah, that'd be possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is interesting. You know, you don't have really a traditional point guard or center on the roster, so you do have a lot of switchability. But other than OG, there's no one who really scares me too much defensively uh, on that group. And you know, I think they could score pretty well. I mean, North Carolina's defense is not going to be amazing, but Steph Curry, there isn't really. Uh, actually, you got Landry Shamit. He's guarded. He's guarded Steph Curry pretty well. That that might actually lead to some problems in this series uh but i think chris paul will be able to find a way to get steph curry the ball and brandon ingram against jason tatum that's gonna be a a long two factory all series long that everyone will be really enjoying uh as pj tucker and og Ananobi is also gonna be like a a great matchup of like brick shit houses at the four so i uh, but I think the center position is where it's really going to fall apart for, uh, and just not having any rim protection is where it falls apart for Missouri. Right. Like that's how I could imagine Ingram and Paul doing really well is not that they're the greatest guys in a, at all times getting to the line, but there's going to be nothing there. So it'll be easier to get through it. And also Missouri doesn't have, you talked about Shamit and also Shaq Harrison, if he can get on the four is, is a wonderful defender at the point guard spot. But then that brings a whole lot of other limitations. And yeah, I, I think, so for me, this is a, uh, would be a really fun six-game series, but I feel pretty confident that North Carolina would win it. So you're going with a six-gamer? Yeah, how about you? Yeah, hmm, that seems fair. I mean, this is both teams have a, a lot of talent, and, and North Carolina has a lot of good players. You know, Steph is way better than anyone on this Missouri team, but pretty even talent outside of that. So yeah, we, we, I'll uh, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here. I, I was leaning more towards four-one, but uh, you know, I'm not entirely objective sometimes. Well, I I have some Ohio roots, so I should probably take take them over. You do? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, my my grandmother is from Talmadge, which is um, just outside of a city, Akron, which has produced some solid NBA talent in the past. Yeah. So yeah. By the way, Steph Curry. Some people are like, oh, why isn't he Ohio? Well, I mean, he grew up in Charlotte. He went to high school in Charlotte. He doesn't really have many connections to Ohio. He likes to no. go back to Charlotte all the time. Like that's it, it, he. If you asked him, he'd say he's from Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, he's a Panthers fan, pretty obviously, and a whole, whole bunch of other yeah. stuff. And yeah, I mean, that's yeah, and and it's not where, where, where your birthplace is. I mean, you could think about all the people in military families or any any number of other things where it's it's not necessarily related anyway the great state of ohio pretty strong team overall depending on how you want to structure the rotation it's a little bit weak on the forward line so that's where we have to play a little fast and loose so my my starting five would be i'd go a little bit a little bit different because of one certain player and my my starting five would be cj mccullum luke Kennard, karis lavert lebron james and former teammate larry nance jr uh, backups, Terry Rozier, uh, I guess Darius Basley is going to be a part of it, and Jackson Hayes, Trey Burke can come along too. <laughs> and Costa Kufos, I'm still going to, he's going to be an honorary member of this team, a slash assistant coach. Yeah, I mean, some of these international guys, he's more American, but he, you know, he has played for Greece before. Um, they're going to match up with Philly, Kyle Lowry, quintessential Philly point guard, starts us off there. Shooting guard, uh, and Lowry's probably our best player, so I think this actually might end up being a sweep, honestly. Uh, Wayne Ellington and Deion Waiters at shooting guard. Small forward, we got Mikhail Bridges and DeAndre Hunter. Power forward, Marcus Morris. Kyle Kuzma did go to school around Philly, but uh, grew up in Flint, so we're, we're giving him to Michigan. Markeith Morris is going to play some center for us. We also got Derek Jones Jr. as a, a power forward option. And then center is a little rough. Mo Bamba has some roots in New York, but uh, went to West Town, which is a boarding school in Philly. New York, New Jersey didn't need him, so uh, he's going to get pressed into service uh, for Philly. But 
given the reputation of Philly, and you know, I gave him some of like Reading, Pennsylvania, and I gave him a few cities around there. I wasn't willing to go as far west as Pittsburgh for for Chicago. I was willing to give him all of Illinois because Illinois doesn't really have any other big cities like the size of Pittsburgh, and also you know Springfield. There's nothing really south of Springfield as as far as guys who are going to play there. But uh, Pittsburgh kind of is its own thing from Philly, Western Pennsylvania. If you you have a separate football team, I think that that's part of the uh, part of the delineation. So this Philly team is not that good. They, I think they're just going to get crushed, uh, especially just nobody to match up with LeBron, nobody of his stature. Um, I think this might be a sweep, actually. I'm going Ohio in five, just out of some respect that maybe they maybe they don't shoot for for a game. But yeah, and also Ohio's limitations on in terms of perimeter defense aren't really a problem against Philly. They yeah, I mean, they just future. Philly's just going to struggle to score, and they don't have any like they've got a little bit of wing defense, a lot of young guys. Maybe they they look a little better a couple of years from now. But uh, I mean, Kyle Lowry is your best player versus LeBron James. Uh, we've seen that be a sweep <laughs> before, uh, and and I would say that the uh, the remainder of the talent is probably in Ohio's favor there too. So, but I mean, Ohio not a lot of defense on that team, especially because LeBron's got to carry a big load offensively. But again, as you mentioned, it's not a big problem against Philly. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we'll go four one. Le- LeBron teams don't necessarily always lock in. They they could just kind of lose a game. They, they probably I bet uh, they go up two zero, lose game three because they don't really try and then they kill him in game four and five now i get to represent my actual home of the san francisco bay area we went a little bit broad with it a couple of times just yeah we had to out of the actual bay area like has a couple of good players but it's it's down right now It, it really is but it starts strong and that's with point guard damian lillard the backup or sorry the the other starting guard is going to be tyler johnson backup jeremy lynn forward line yeah is, and we is, had we had to stretch on lynn i'd i'd actually forgotten that tyler johnson was uh from the bay i should have remembered because kent lakeup uh the son of joe lakeup who works the warriors organization once told me a story about getting dunked on by tyler johnson so uh, and he grew up in uh in the bay area so i should have remembered that but i didn't uh so we still jeremy lynn's playing in china but we had to draft him just to get enough to field a team on the guard position yeah, definitely you need that. And then we're going to have to draft some people on the forward line as well. Aaron Gordon is the star of the forward line, went to Archbishop Mitty. And then Ryan Anderson and DJ Wilson. Yeah. We're expanding it out. To, had to expand it out to Sacramento. Right. And that includes also Marquise Chris, because Chris is from Elk Grove. And uh, and Ivan Rabb, who just got cut by the Grizzlies, went to Bishop Adowd. So that is, you know, it is top heavy with Dame and Aaron Gordon, but it is exceedingly shallow. Yeah, they're going to go up against Houston, becoming more of a power of late. De'Aaron Fox headlines the point guards. Uh, also got DJ Augustin, who went to Hightower. I mistakenly put him in Dallas for a second, and then I think there are actually two Hightowers, one in the Dallas area and one in the Houston area. So no, DJ Augustin uh, from Houston. Same high school, Daniel House uh, at small forward uh, as well, Hightower High School. At shooting guard, a little weak here, Carson Edwards and uh, Alex Crusoe. He went to high school in College Station, but that's uh, that's close enough to me to still be part of Houston. When you're, when you're like, okay, if it's not here, where is it? And you don't have an answer. And, you know, College Station isn't big enough to, like, have its own team. So I, I feel fine putting out someone like Alex Crusoe with Houston. Um, probably the best player on this team is Jimmy Butler, who went to Tomball High School, which is the northwest of Houston. And then power forward, gonna have to go with Justice Winslow, get a little more ball handling uh, on the floor. We're gonna, 
he can set up Carson Edwards, who's not really a, a, a great passer as a shooting guard. And uh, Justin Jackson will have to play a little power forward. Maybe we'll make House the power forward and Justin Jackson the small forward. And then center, DeAndre Jordan. And uh, backing him up, we'll have to just go with uh, Jared Vanderbilt. So this this Houston team, it, it's so hilarious, like, looking at these are just, like, some of these are teams you just would never build. <laughs> but, like, it's just it's interesting to think about how they would all fit together. So, I mean, to, I think the me, Bay Area has the best player in this matchup. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Houston, I think some of their flaws will come to roost in future rounds, but they're so much better than the Bay Area team. So, I mean, I, mean, this is, I, to me, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm supposed to be piloting Houston here, but I, uh, let's really think about it, right? Like, your point guard is DeAndre Jordan. That's not a good combination for defending Damian Lillard. Or, I'm sorry, your center is DeAndre Jordan. That's not good for defending Damian Lillard at all. Like, yeah, but I mean, Ivan Rab and Chris and like, I mean, the look at the look at the front court for for the Bay Area. I mean, Eric Aaron Gordon is the best guy, and he's the only guy. He's ba- basically the only clear cut NBA player. And you could do some in- switching with like Chris and TJ Wilson and Gordon. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a five gamer. Dame is going to win at least one. I I would I would actually go six. I think I think six because I'm just I mean Gordon can guard Butler okay. Lillard is like a decent switching guy. I think you know Tyler Johnson is pretty tough. I think you just switch everything and you you might just cause some issues. Um, you know, other than Butler, Houston doesn't have any great one on one players, and Gordon hopefully could guard him. I, I, I don't think Butler, if you're switching, like he likes to play pick and roll. He's not actually that amazing as like a pure ISO guy. I think Wilson and Chris could guard him well enough one on one. Rab can do a little bit of switching. Um, depth could be a problem. I, I mean, I think that Houston does take it in the end, but uh, I think I, like Lillard is good enough, and I like the matchup enough against Houston. Like I would say this would be four two on the ne- in the next matchup. I'll take the DMV. Right, so, I, do I, you I, agree with me? You're going, you, we, I'm going go five four two. Give your give your hometown some love. If they had good enough players, I would. <laughs> All right, I, I, I'm. I'm gonna say this this one is four two i i, I got too that's much fine. respect for it, dame it doesn't it doesn't necessarily it doesn't i mean we know we know who the winner is that, I, well, that's I, where I, think, really I think we really especially in these like you know i don't know how much practice time these guys are gonna have but having the best players still really matters i mean there are not that many nba playoff series where the best player ends up losing the series that's true I've, I've just been watching in the bay area a really dominant point guard and a lot of non-nba players yeah. get run so <laughs> i know i know how that can go Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, last, I'll, rep- I'll represent the DMV. Yeah, last um, matchup of the, the first round, Michigan versus no, DMV. No, two more. Two more. Oh, what? Oh, what, what, what? Then the, the 8-9. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is 7-10. Yeah. Sorry. 7-10. Uh, DMV, point guard. Wait, so so uh, DMV is the 10 seed. Michigan is the 7 seed. The the injuries are tough. Uh, DMV. The, 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 selection, the selection committee might be coming home to coming home to. Well, well, well uh, DMV just had a rough regular season with all the injuries. They're, uh, they're a dangerous yeah. number 10 seed. They are a dangerous number 10 seed. The, the weakness of this team is at the point guard spot. Markel Fultz of DeMatha Catholic is, you know, he's the best point guard out of there. Yeah. But You might not even need to play a point guard, though. Exactly, because Victor Oladipo, Josh Hart coming, you could start both those guys together. Kevin Wayne Durant, Will Barton, Rudy Gay, Jeremy Grant, probably the key of the forward rotation with Dorian Finney-Smith coming in when necessary. Kamaral Anthony being representative matchup off the bench. Also, kind of fortunate for this that Carmelo Anthony 
is now lesser as a player considering he can claim like five different hometowns and so now that it's not I, I think I think Baltimore is where I would have gone same that that's yeah, yeah same same here and then uh Ed Davis is going to start at center for us so that's a pretty that's a pretty deep lineup and so the star power of Kevin Durant and Victor Oladipo both of whom are hurt right now is pretty striking yeah Michigan uh, the seating committee may have manipulated this so it was Draymond Green against Kevin Durant the first round <laughs> Um, point guard were a little weak, although we do have the option of moving Devin Booker there. Uh, Booker was an interesting one. He, uh, his dad was playing minor league basketball in Michigan. He grew up there until his dad retired, and then he moved to Mississippi for like the last three years of high school. So Mississippi is not represented here. I figure we'll put Booker in in Michigan, and Michigan really needed him too. They needed some scoring uh, on the guard line. So. Uh, also got Edmund Sumner from Detroit Country Day, Chris Weber's high school, as a, a defensive option at shooting guard. Point guard Monty Morris from Flint and Bryn Forbes. So Forbes maybe could play next to Booker as well. He might be a good fit there with some shooting. Small forward, going to have to shoehorn in Kyle Kuzma. He went to high school in Pennsylvania, but he's talked a lot about it being from flint i think uh we'll put him in the michigan category also got denzel valentine and wilson chandler available at small forward power forward draymond green and miles bridges and then center al horford these international guys are a little bit tough here but if it wasn't going to be an international area that was going to have a team you know al horford spent some time in michigan in high school i think if you had to pick somewhere for him to claim it would be there um so pretty good defensive front court here with horford and green and we got booker uh, to do some scoring for us how do you see this matchup playing out the defensive front court is great for Michigan, but I don't think they do a lot necessarily to stop what the DMV does well. You know, they don't really have a guy for Kevin Durant. Probably going to be Draymond on him, which would yeah, be Yeah, well, it could be Draymond. Blast. Yeah, but then Draymond, you lose him as a help defender. Well, we got Al Horford. Al Horford. So I think the guards, you know, having Oladipo and Oladipo also a capable defender, I think that's a, a big help. Josh Hart, lots of bodies. Will Barton could be a nice little piece off the bench for this team. More looks for them. So this is, this is definitely to me the closest series that we've done i would go dmv in in seven and i would listen to an argument that michigan should win but i think if you played it a hundred times the dmv would win a majority of those yeah i mean it's just a question is is k are kd and oladipo going to be able to get back into rhythm um dmv's defense is pretty bad uh i I think you, you guys don't really have i mean maybe you could go with like you know play some jeremy grant at center kd at the four do some switching um you know we'll see booker is really the only guy maybe kuzma who are going to beat switches uh, on this Michigan team. I think Draymond could do a pretty good job uh, on KD. He's certainly going to be very motivated. KD and Oladipo are clearly the two best players in this series when healthy. Devin Booker may have taken a, a step forward as we record this, so we'll see. Oh, man, this is tough. Uh, I mean, Draymond has been resting all season. He's he's ready. He's motivated. You, you think this goes seven? You think, uh, I mean, how, how do we think, uh, where where's this, where's game seven going to be played? We play it at uh, at the Breslin Center? I'll defer to you on that. I, I, well, at uh, Michigan State's home arena. I, th- I think you got to play it at, uh, you know, basically you can have any venue in, in, the, in the area to play it at. So uh, I, I think Michigan's home court advantage might come through. I don't know. It's just, it, it's tough to say where Old Depot and KD are. I agree 
agree with you. This is like a total toss-up to me. Yeah, it, I, I'm I'm leaning towards scoring just because of the lack of continuity and the amount of the versatility yeah. offensively that the DMV has. But you know, yeah, uh, we, we've got a lot of passing though on on this team. Even though we uh, in Michigan, even if we don't have any great scores, um, yeah, I, I think if we did this next year, I would be going for KD and Oladipo uh, and DMV. Uh, you you want to just flip a coin on this one? Well, this is one of those circumstances where not that I mean flipping a coin is fine, but where the that we know who they're facing in the next round and so whoever makes it through is gonna get worked pretty badly so well well i think uh i think michigan is the more interesting matchup in the next round though okay uh, two two dominicans al horford going up against uh carl anthony, carl towns. anthony towns um but I, I think the home court does it i think you get the college crowd so the seating committee the- does it again they they make a mistake in seating and compound that by giving them home court advantage i think <laughs> Hey, the regular season counts, man. DMV has too many guys injured. Okay, last one here. The 8-9 matchup for the right to get completely destroyed by LA. There's actually some pretty good players on this 8-9 team, though. These 8-9 teams, though. Who who are you taking? This is uh, Dallas versus uh, Indiana. I'll I'll take Indiana. They have a, a really talented guard rotation. Mike Conley, Eric Gordon, Gary Harris, George Hill. Depth, 48 good minutes at the guard spots. Forward rotation's a little bit thinner. Gordon Hayward, Jaron Jackson, GR3. And ideally, you'd have enough forwards that you could play Jaron Jackson more at the five. But Cody Zeller is a totally solid player, especially for an 8-9 game. So that's a solid rotation. They could, and, and unfortunately, the other guys here, you know, Dylan Windler, Romeo Langford each one more they're they're heavily skewed towards the guards when this team needs front court depth in the worst way if only greg odin had stayed healthy he would have been a, a, like a, a, even if is even in his 30s greg odin would have been awesome for this team but alas yeah dallas has uh maybe close to the best big man depth maybe the best big man depth uh, of any team we'll start there with uh miles turner at center backed up by julius randall in a sixth man role power forward lamarcus aldridge we are going huge here and then controversial inclusion went to God's Academy for only one year after coming to Dallas from Cameroon. Pascal Siakam is our small forward, but we think we can get away with that lineup because we got shooting at the four and the five. It's a lot of size uh, for this Dallas team. Backcourt is a little bit rougher. We're going to have to play Marcus Smart at point guard. He's backed up by Emmanuel Moutier. And then shooting guard, another controversial admission. Man, Dallas doing a lot of recruiting here. Royce O'Neal is from Colleen, Texas which is kind of halfway in between Dallas and Austin. It's near Waco on the principle of where else are you going to put him? We're, we need something at shooting guard. He got recruited. And then our, our designated shooter is going to be CJ Miles off the bench. Also got Zaire Smith and Terrence Ferguson to throw in there. But uh, getting Siakam, I mean, this is, a, this is a pretty monster front court here. It's a monster front court, especially because they're going against Cody Zeller, Jaron Jackson, and Gordon Hayward. A, a solid one in their own right. But also, I think one of the key parts of this this series is even though they're offensively limited in guards having Marcus Smart and Royce O'Neal to go after Conley Harris and Gordon is a big problem you know I I think Conley is going to be at the heart of everything that team Indiana does offensively unless we're you know betting that Gordon Hayward can get somehow get back to his form in Utah so I I think this is a a really tough matchup and it, it could go long just because if there are games when the shooting the guard shooting for Dallas becomes a problem, but I think I think Dallas is a, a fairly a fairly clear winner here. Like this would be a tough fought series. I, I see it going six or seven, but I think Dallas wins it. 
Yeah, I think Dallas has probably got the two best players with Siakam and Aldridge. And I could very easily see Jaron Jackson and Cody Zeller getting into like severe foul trouble early in some of these games. You guys also don't really have anyone to guard Pascal Siakam. I mean, I think probably what you would do is you might even have your small forward guard Miles Turner put Jaron Jackson on Siakam and Zeller on Aldridge. But I still think Siakam, Jaron Jackson's not quite ready for that for me. He's going to. I think he's going to fall out pretty early on. Uh, yeah, the guard play is a little bit of an issue. The shooting is a little bit of an issue. I mean, Miles Turner, uh, we're going to use him better than the Pacers do. We're going to just really space him out to three, you know, Brooke Lopez style and let Siakam go to work, try to be like a mini Milwaukee Bucks. LaMarcus, you're going to have to take some threes as well. And then whoever has the mismatch is going to get down in the post. Um, and, and I just don't, I don't see how Indiana is going to score. Ultimately, I think they're just, they don't have that one creator who's going to beat some of the really good defenders that we have and the really well, good rim protection that we have well maybe they rely on on zionsville's own brad stevens to come up with the defensive schemes <laughs> all right what, what do you think this one is uh four one four two i think it's four two yeah dallas and six just just with some of the some of the offensive foibles that dallas could get into but yeah i think i think they're the clear winner it's just a number of question how many games all right second round the four and oh lakers Eh, I guess it's LA. It doesn't have to be the Lakers. I guess it, Kawhi Leonard probably wouldn't be too happy with that name. Well, uh, what, what should the LA team be called? Angels? The Angelinos? <laughs> that could work. <laughs> I right, will be here all day if we have to come up with nicknames for all these teams. Uh, fresh off a sweep of Seattle in the first round, taking on Dallas, who got by Indiana 4-2 in the first round. You are Mr. California, Mr. LA, went to, went to school at UCLA. How do you think you're matching up with Dallas here? Dallas was able to make it through the first round largely due to the strength of their front court with questionable addition Pascal Siakam, inclusion Pascal Siakam leading the pack. And that front court is, is still a strength and center position is the weakest for LA. But the guard ball handling creation, that that everything that LA can bring to the table, I think is a, is a huge advantage. I mean, rolling out... Kawhi, Paul George, Harden, and Clay, and then if you want to go with Drew and Russell Westbrook, you absolutely can. That just, even though the Dallas team has size, they don't have that kind of playmaking, and also, their Dallas's offensive limitations, I think, come to the fore against this kind of a squad, where you have so many good man-to-man defenders on the perimeter, and, oh, I, you could run a monstrous switching scheme. Yeah, certainly LaMarcus Aldridge is going to have a nice matchup in the post. They're, you know, Dwayne Dedman is really the only guy with size, and Dedman is kind of a skinnier center i think he could go to work for sure siakam got a lot of good options to guard him with george thompson and Kawhi. i think this could be a game where texas really just hurts them with their size you know kind of similar to like an okc warriors series a few years ago but unfortunately this texas team doesn't have or dallas doesn't have kevin durant on it and i think siakam would probably have a pretty rough series Hey, maybe you could just say, hey, we're going to go at James Harden every time with Siakam, make him switch on to Siakam. And then uh, the problem there, though, is you don't really have quite enough shooting around it either. So I, I think that they could actually give LA some trouble just due to their size. This it wouldn't shock me actually if this is LA's hardest series. You know, I could see it maybe going six games, but LA kind of figuring them out after a while. Probably more likely a five gamer though. In the end, just I mean, the LA team just has the the three best players in the series and a lot of options for if things get slow. They have so much creation, and Marcus Smart can only do so much in that respect. And a lot of guys that are just hard to deal with. And so I, I think 
this Dallas team is stronger than I anticipated, and they, they, you know, they deserve respect. But yeah, I see this as LA in five and a challenging five game series. You know, those happen sometimes, but still a five game. Yeah, series. And I, I, how do you think this LA team is going to play? Like, I mean, you've got Harden, George, and Leonard. I don't. I don't think they're going to run that much. <laughs> um, Other than when but, Russ is in the game. But who's going to have? Like, did you foresee any games where you're just not closing with Harden out there, where you go with like Holiday instead? Yeah, maybe. But there isn't as much of a defensive limitation, and Harden. I, I, I think it would work well enough, especially in like the the series setting. With uh, we assume that the players are properly motivated. I think it would work. Yeah, yeah but there are, there are circumstances where you could see Drew yeah, if Harden has maybe one of in his, a future series in the midst of one of his. Three Three of fifteen from three games, and he's taking shots out of the hands of everyone else and not moving the ball. Like you could see it, maybe it would be a tough conversation. Who, who's your coach? Uh, the the ghost of John Wooden, Steve Alford. Is Steve yeah, Alford available? Never. <laughs> he can coach the Indiana team. That's all I care. <laughs> oh, that's got to be Bobby Knight, right? Yeah, R- run the motion offense. Uh, but maybe take like two three pointers per game. Uh, yeah, L- Larry Brown can be the coach of. The Dallas team, because, you know, he was at SMU for, like, two years. Probably, probably Rick Carlisle might be. I, I think you should have to go with someone who has, like, local roots outside of the NBA, though, as, as your coach, which would be which would be kind of hilarious. Yeah, it, it would be. But I think we can move on to the the 2-7, because you chose Michigan in the, in the, in the Michigan-DMV matchup. So the winner of that, in this case, Michigan, faces New York, New Jersey, and gets crushed. Yeah, reminder, New York, New Jersey, Kyrie Irving at point, Carl Anthony Towns at center, Donovan Mitchell at shooting guard. Those are your three best players. And then you've got some pretty good role players around them with Danny Green, Kyle Anderson, Tobias Harris uh, can hit some threes. I mean, I do think like Draymond Green, Al Horford might be able to give Carl Anthony Towns some problems. And the defense for New York is not that great. You know, maybe Devin Booker could go off at any game as well. There isn't that great wing score for the tri-state area. But I think there's just too much offensive firepower here in the end. And if if Booker doesn't go crazy, it's going to be tough. I don't know. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns and Kyrie have never won anything, though. I mean, Kyrie has, but not... Oh yeah, I think on a, on a game to game basis, there there could be some struggles. And as you said, Michigan has personnel. Remember, we're counting Al Horford as a member of the Michigan team. I think that that he's well suited. Draymond is is nasty as well. Those Draymond and Towns have had some interesting matchups in the past, though obviously not in the playoffs. But just the sheer amount of horses. Yeah, it's true. Devin Booker could go crazy, but Kyrie and Kemba and Donovan Mitchell are all on this team as well. And Tobias Harris could end up, you know, depending on where Draymond Green is at a given moment, could end up having at least drawing him away from the basket, which which provides some value as well. So this is kind of paralleling to me the the first second round series that we did. I think I'm going to go New York, New Jersey in five, just because there's so much that would be on, on Booker, Green, and Horford's shoulders compared to a deep team. But Michigan should take no shame in that. I mean, they're they're doing very well in that series compared to expectations. Yeah, I might be inclined to say it could go as much as six games. It's like right on the borderline line of five and six. So just you, you don't know. Towns didn't have a good playoffs the one time he was there, but he's a better player now. He's gonna, you know, maybe you could see some friction between uh, Kyrie just trying to ISO at the end of every game unfortunately for michigan they don't really have a good defender on the perimeter to stop him you know that's asking a lot of edmund sumner and you probably don't want him closing games out and so i i think Kyrie would eventually end up going off and winning the series so all right if you think it's 4-1 we can make it 4-1 
All right, two series left here in the second round. This one could be a classic. North Carolina, 4-2 victors in the first round over Missouri. Ohio, 4-1 victors over Philly in the first round. Steph Curry, LeBron James meeting in the playoffs once again. So you've got you've got Ohio and I've got North Carolina, right? Sure, we can do it that way. And teams with dramatically different strengths. I mean, the guard rotation, you brought it up in the first round for North Carolina. Both Curry brothers and Chris Paul, ridiculous group, but then LeBron James, Karis LeVert, CJ Kennard, just a lot of a lot of different kinds of scoring, not a ton of defense really in that group. And also, I mean, I think what ends up making some of the difference here is North Carolina has horses defensively. I mean, you have Bam and P.J. Tucker, and while Brendan Ingram isn't necessarily our favorite, at least he can fit in the puzzle. They don't really have a guy for LeBron, P.J. Tucker. I mean, P.J. Tucker is like one of the best guys in the league for that, I think. That's true. Yeah, I guess. And and his limitations offensively are, are not yeah. really a no, problem. No, I mean, and Chris Paul is pretty tough. Now, the problem is they're going to go after Steph late in games here. I mean, I don't, let's just let's look at it this way. If you're just adding up the talent on these two rosters, when you before you start talking about the individual matchups, what's a more talented roster? I think it's North Carolina because, I mean, Steph and Chris Paul are both have both been engines of immensely successful offenses. And then, you know, Bam, PJ, Ingram, you can, and Chris Paul's been a very good defender as well. Like, I think you can build a lot out of that. And also, I think North Carolina is deeper. You know, guys like Kent Bazemore and Montrez Harrell, whereas the non-starters for the Ohio team are just weak. Yeah, the centers are, are pretty rough. Nance, and, I mean, Jackson Hayes is going to fall out in about two seconds. Uh, yeah, Nance, Nance is tough. LeBron does not want to play center. They don't have anyone who can really play power forward. I mean, I think LeBron is the best player in this matchup, but he's used to losing a lot of times to Steph Curry because Steph Curry is a deeper team is there anything about the matchups though that I mean I like the ability of Adebayo to switch on to LeBron if needed uh Ingram I think is a little thin uh he'll have uh some an interesting personal matchup there with LeBron after LeBron basically like traded him away from the Lakers I mean not that he wouldn't have done that deal but still uh Ingram and LeBron did not seem to mesh too well in LA their one year together well yeah and then the other thing is and I think this is exceedingly important we talked about how PJ Tucker can guard LeBron who in the world guards Steph Curry on this Ohio Rozier I said you're not even going to start Terry Rozier right I mean I guess you well yeah I mean maybe you would in this series maybe you sacrifice CJ McCollum has a a, a lot of experience I guess he mostly guards Clay in in that there's yeah he does but uh, he's got a lot of of experience in getting beat by Steph Curry in the playoffs one of a couple on this team And yeah, so so I think that's a big problem. And yeah, if you sure if you bring Terry Rozier, and then also Ohio gets a lot easier to defend. And if LeBron is on the floor, Terry Rozier is mostly playing off ball. He can do. I mean, I, I would dare him to shoot some jump shots and make life harder on CJ and and Karras and LeBron. So I you know I, I don't think of myself. I think of myself more as an arbiter than an advocate in this sort of a sense. Yeah. I, I I think it would it could be a long series. LeBron is one hell of a player, and if we're thinking of this as playoff LeBron, then that helps even and he's been better in the regular season defensively this year than last year which is important so i think i could see ohio making this a series i could even see it going seven but i'm gonna say north carolina and six is my most likely outcome yeah the maybe your best hope for ohio is that north carolina gets into a bunch of fights over where the games are going to be played like whether it's like cameron indoor or the dean dome or who knows what the hell davidson's on-campus arena is (laughs) you know there's 
uh, maybe that's uh, you're only up there's just too much uh, infighting for uh, among these North Carolina guys. But I mean, I am a little worried that there's not that much shooting on this team. But I, I think I mean PJ Tucker to me is a critical player. You know, if they didn't have him, I think you'd be a, uh, this might be a toss up. But and then just the the lack of any kind of size. And the, the point guard position is pretty rough for uh, Ohio, too, with only Rozier and, and Trey Burke when you're talking about these levels. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's probably 4-2. Maybe it gets to 7. But LeBron would just have to go completely nuts. And I think they have enough there that they're not going to just get totally murdered by him. And, and then, you know, any kind of pick. I mean, you imagine what, like, a Steph Curry, Montrez pick and roll is going to do to this Ohio team with like Larry Nance Jr. and Jackson Hayes as your centers. Nasty. Speaking of nasty, the final second round matchup would be an absolute battle. War of attrition, maybe. Chicago is the three seed versus Houston as the as the six seed. I'll go through Houston's lineup briefly. De'Aaron Fox, probably Jimmy Butler, Daniel House, Justice Winslow, DeAndre Jordan. You want to go a little bit, probably want to go a little bit bigger. Carson Edwards and Caruso are possibilities, DJ Augustine too, but I, th- I think you want to go with Butler and House in this one. Yeah, uh, Phil Jackson has been called out of retirement. <laughs> To, to lead Chicago? No. Uh, so to be their, to be their president is, is of basketball Joey, operations? It, yeah. Is uh, Joey Meyer available, maybe? Uh, so AD doesn't want to play center, but against DeAndre Jordan, we are going to run his ass off the floor, put AD at center, put shooting around him. There isn't really anyone on this Houston team that's going to punish us if we go small with Robert Covington at the four. Uh, We've got, I think, the passing advantage as well uh, with Iguodala and Van Fleet. And we have by far the best player with Anthony Davis. So I do think this is... And uh, Jimmy Butler going against Chicago, that, that'll that be an interesting one as well. I think we'll probably, uh, maybe we'll play the Chicago home games at like Simeon's Gym on the south side. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you, you brought up Butler. I think that's the biggest reason why Chicago has an advantage here is that Butler is a wonderful player, but Chicago has a bunch of guys they can throw at him. Yeah. And there aren't many other places for this Houston team to generate half-court offense. You know, De'Aaron Fox will push it in transition, and they'll generate some that way. But Fred Van Vliet is is an amazing, just pest of a defender. He's done he's done a great job on full-court stuff. Maybe he could slow Fox down a little bit. And in the half-court, Jimmy gets Iguodala, Covington. If they needed Patrick Beverly, maybe Amon Shumpert going after him. And that's just a lot of guys, and there aren't enough fulcrums you know like real centerpieces for this houston offense and then defensively yeah i think they could do a decent job stopping chicago most nights but it's not like they're going to be just absolutely stifling a team with anthony davis at center well and i think they're just the this is a bad matchup for houston because you have deandre jordan but you have no other bigs really and jared vanderbilt is your backup center and so we could either run deandre off the floor or we could go with Rashawn Holmes at center, AD at the four, and then it's going to be guarded by like Butler and Justice Winslow and Justin Jackson. And so you know you could see like him having this game like he had against Memphis, where they're just fouling him every single time because he's just too big in the post. And you know we don't have the greatest pick and roll ball handlers, but Fred Van Vliet it knows how to run a pick and roll with a roll man like AD. He's going to be able to find him on lobs. He'll bang a three if you go under. And then I think we. Have a really good defensive matchup against De'Aaron Fox with Van Vliet. I think he's going to have a pretty rough series with Van Vliet and Beverly to deal with. 
um fox doesn't really have anyone to run with him uh because jordan and butler like don't really run the floor very much butler in particular just wants to play half court ball so i mean i think and anthony davis is by far the best player in this matchup so i do think some of davis's inconsistency he might just have like some bad games i could see it going as far as four three i don't think anything's gonna be easy for this chicago team but i I think they have enough to take care of houston Uh, do you agree i do so for me this the choice was five or six I, I think it's and, I think it's six. Uh, and the Chicago team just doesn't have good enough offense, I don't think. Like they Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. All right, final four is set. LA versus North Carolina in the one four. Hey, my seating was pretty good. We got uh we got all four seeds here. Uh certainly there's uh no self-fulfilling prophecy to this whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Well, so and this is a, a fascinating matchup because it takes what was an, and is an amazing strength for North Carolina and put, in terms of their guards and puts it against another team that has both ridiculous guard depth in terms of Steph Curry's teammate, Clay Thompson, and Harden, and Drew Holiday, and Russell Westbrook, but pairs that with one of North Carolina's big weaknesses, which is just so many wings that, that can just... I mean, P.J. Tucker can handle something. Maybe Brandon Ingram can, too. But it's just, just the, the overwhelming force of of that part of la's team i think would would be the decisive factor here yeah i think they're gonna really struggle north carolina is to guard james harden but uh chris paul versus james harden would certainly be quite interesting they they might have a flop off uh, if it gets the seventh game and that can decide but i don't think it is going to go seven i'm kind of bummed out actually i thought we might have like an upset based on some of these matchups but it hasn't really turned out that way um we came close kevin kevin durant and the dmv came pretty close uh, as the 10 seed to being michigan that one uh controversial decision there <laughs> to uh uh seed michigan higher um where, where are you playing these games in la by the way like what's like the most raucous place in the in uh in socal yeah it's not poly as as much as i hate to say it but yeah i mean you probably end up it's I, honestly you know where i do it screw it let's do it at the forum yeah bring it back bring it back for basketball and uh, no no i'm sorry uh james dolan is suing to disallow you for from uh from having it there because you, you might play uh new york new jersey in the in the finals can uh can have it uh, somewhere uh in the recesses of steve Ballmer's imagination and <laughs> have it in that arena i mean i guess it's probably got to be staples right yeah that that has the right feel and none of the college none of the college teams have right I, I mean i would love to play a game at the forum in that series what about uh what about like loyola marymount's gym like uh, nah. honor, honor like hank gathers hank gathers yeah, I, I think that I think that's unfortunately okay. you guys don't run enough. You you would actually be dishonoring no. his memory by walking the ball up every every chance you get with James Harden. So, so my question for this is: Is this a five or a six game series? Oh, I mean, Steph would have to just go crazy at this point. L.A. I mean, I do wonder a little bit about team chemistry. Like North Carolina knows what they are, and they know they're going to try and run everything through Steph. They're going to try and move the ball. Some, I mean, I guess Paul and Curry are not a great fit together, but we're going to run a lot of pick and roll with Chris Paul. We're going to run a lot of Steph, uh, Steph Curry pick and roll. Uh, we've got decent defenders to match up with Ingram and Tucker, but there's just so many good players on this LA team that like any of them could go off it and win a game. Uh, I'm just going to have to hope that your coach plays uh, backup small forward tomorrow. DeRozan a lot of minutes who knows there's a chance <laughs> so I, I, I'm leaning I kind of want to go six here just because of the combustible nature of Steph Curry and 
Chris Paul's a, a, a wonderful player too, but I could see it being five as well. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I asked you. I, it, it's probably got to be five. Sad, sad as it is to say, I was looking for some uh, some reason to to make this LA team get challenged. But I mean, you know, this is like the the seventeen Warriors here. That would be an interesting one. Seventeen Warriors against this LA team. Uh, that that would be uh, um, another interesting one. Would be the entire rest of the world against just LA, like outside of the United States. That would be fascinating to maybe maybe we'll do that one in in part two of this when we bring in some of these international teams but uh for now yeah 4-1 la they're in the finals okay your heart faces a test here new york new jersey versus chicago yeah i mean i've been controlling both of these teams um i make make the argument for me for chicago they have a lot of great defenders they have specifically i think they have guys that could do a good job against Kyrie and kemba anthony davis versus carl anthony towns is I, i mean you can make an argument that AD is one of the single best suited players to slowing down what Towns does well. Yeah, and also and, Towns is not a great pick and roll defender, and AD is probably the best pick and roll center. Right, and and then Covington on on Harris, it would all agree like they, they could largely shut those guys down. And Covington is such an adept help defender, team defender that I think that could work out really well. So the way Chicago wins this is by making it a rock fight. The problem is the only way Chicago can win this is as a rock. Yeah, fight. and Chicago does have the best player again with the, with AD. Do you trust Towns and Irving again? I mean, that's it's. I'm surprised that Chicago has actually made it this far. Frankly, I was uh, I'm putting a lot on AD. I mean, AD hasn't had like some unbelievable playoff career himself i think it probably is really just having irving as a creator i'm just i don't know if i believe in this uh this tri-state area defense but i mean i don't think you should i don't think I you mean, should. they have they have one good defensive player who's going to be in their rotation probably also like having kemba off the bench i mean i think they're really gonna like when ad is out of the game like i, I think that just new york has more more star depth more creators they can go with Don- donovan mitchell as well and he and mitchell well, and yeah. when they also have non-star depth i mean tosh gibson could be a huge part of this series he's significantly better to me than rashawn holmes as a stabilizing uh, i don't know gibson might be a little washed here holmes is way might better be. offensively gibson really kind of sucks offensively at this point that's true but i mean you have kemba walker and maybe herder i don't i don't think they're worrying as much about getting points yeah i think i think this would probably be seven do you agree with me I think it'd be six. six. Six for New York. Chicago just can't. Chicago just, even though it's not like New York, New, the tri-state defense is that good. Chicago just doesn't have the horses to me offensively other than AD. AD is wonderful, of course. But Iguodala and Covington, you know, two low usage, inconsistent shooters. Iguodala, reluctant finisher. Having those guys. And then it's not like FVV, Nunn, Beverly, Rose. That's not exactly a, a an offensive juggernaut. So yeah, I'd say six here. Oh, we're not losing game six on our home floor, Danny. Not in Chicago. Not with the the real fans. This, this, with the Blues this Brothers the in United the front row? Center. It's not going to be just a bunch of corporate suits in this cavernous building. We're going to have a real... Maybe we'll uh, just play it on the blacktop that used to be Chicago Stadium uh, across the street. We'll play outdoors. Really, uh, just... Uh, well, if you, want to, if you want to play outdoors, New York, New Jersey will play at Rucker. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but like... You, Y'all don't have those type of grinders to play outdoors, though. Anyway, sorry, I, I, I'm really starting to lose it here. We're gonna pump them full of Polish sausages. They want to be able to walk. We'll, we'll win all the whole games. All right, yeah, it's, it's probably six games. Sorry, sorry, Chicago. I tried, I tried my best. Um, this does feel like an inevitable final, though. Right? Uh, it, it does. Yeah, New York versus LA. But I have a controversial statement on how this ends up. I think it's gonna be a sweep. 
I think that LA is just going to kill him in the first two games. They're going to have home court advantage. We've seen like Kyrie and Towns kind of combust mentally. I'm not sure that they that they have it. So I think it goes. I think it goes five because Carl Anthony Towns and Irving and Kemba. You know, one of those they, they just have one game where they go crazy. Kind of the parallel. Obviously, the Cavs won this series of Game Five in the 2016 Finals, where LeBron and Kyrie were just unstoppable. I think they maybe have one of those games. But I mean, LA. I mean, it, LA has a lot of great defenders to put on Kyrie, though. I mean, that's they do. They don't have a lot for Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, no, that that is true. I mean, they're gonna yeah. have. They're just gonna have to double team him probably. But yeah, to me, to me, this is it's one of those series where LA wins it outright, like in dominating fashion. But New York, New Jersey gets one gets one game. Yeah, they win. They win game three at Rucker. I don't know. Yeah. You guys, I, I think they rely a lot on outside shooting, though. The wind could could uh, could bother them. You don't want those. those <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that game's at that game's at MSG. But <laughs> it yeah. So, but I think that they, they get one. But I mean, the, the other huge thing to think about, and yeah, yeah, Tobias Harris and Danny Green are both really good players, but they're facing Paul George and Kawhi. <laughs> and yeah. who guard who even who chases clay around for these entire games yeah it's, i mean it'd probably have to be donovan mitchell probably have to be donovan and then, then that would mean donovan's not guarding james harden so yeah i, I mean, mean kyrie it, having to guard harden i mean i guess you would have to put danny green on harden but then who's going to guard Kawhi? I mean, it's really yeah the, la's just ridiculous. I, I, I mean like i could see them keeping up offensively in a game or two i mean I, I was thinking just more from a mental standpoint i'm not sure if i believe in these guys overcoming adversity if, if they get down in the series so uh i i think i think like in i you know i love to pick sweeps probably more than i should just because they're just so emphatic so <laughs> yeah you're yeah, right, you picking you picking a four and me picking a five is very much on brand for the two oh ones. yeah yeah absolutely um all right la four one it is i mean that's probably that's so, clearly the more likely outcome people of los angeles all you need all you need to do is just have a good center or two and you'll be fine that's 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 what you need now yeah maybe uh who's like an la area i mean you know tyson chandler is available he could maybe play a little bit off the bench if you need him to christian wood yes the linchpin of the series christian yeah. wood don't, don't see him slowing down carl anthony towns but uh yeah i'm trying to think of who's well and think think about how how loaded this la team is that like spencer dinwiddie doesn't even get mentioned yeah at all no i mean, I mean they have three of the top 10 players in the league and their wings it's just Every team is going to be at such a massive advantage. Well, we, and, yeah. and not only do they have three of the top ten players in the league, the four, fourth guy, Clay Thompson, who like we basically when we did like yeah. the All Star drafts, was the first guy picked and is absolutely a perfect fit with this team. Yeah, and you know if he slows down a little bit coming back from the ACL, he's still going to be a great shooter, and that's what they really need him to do. So I'm, uh, yeah, I think the only thing that can slow him down is chemistry, but I still like their potential chemistry better than uh, New York's. So yeah, four one. Right, this is this is pretty fun. Um, I'm kind of bummed out that my just eyeballing everything in the seedings actually ended up being like 100% correct. Uh, I mean, correct. I don't know what that means, but... Uh, Chalky. Yeah. I thought, I, I mean, I thought Ohio might beat North Carolina, but then when we really started talking about the matchup, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. They're just like, they're too small. Le- LeBron just doesn't have enough help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, Le- a LeBron team in Ohio doesn't have enough help. That's, uh, yeah. Even, even if they're having the home games at the University of Akron, but, uh, I, I guarantee you at least LeBron and Clutch Sports will be making a, a lot of money off the tickets there. So that's, that's the important thing. The pick for favorite series, like which one you would most want to see? Oh, definitely that first round Michigan against DMV with Draymond, Draymond against 
KD. It'd be pretty spectacular. And and uh, uh, so many really just compelling matchups in that series, too, and like yeah. com- different strengths and weaknesses. That won't be fun. I think that the North Carolina-Ohio series would be fascinating, too, just with how that how some of those mechanics yeah. would work out. I, there's, I, I mean, so many cool matchups ended up happening here just randomly. I mean, Chicago versus New York, too. I mean, that's just a, that's just a classic... Classic. That would lead to that. That would lead to the strongest of all Twitter beefs and meltdowns and all that. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for listening. If you think we got any of these wrong, we'd love to have you guys argue about it in the comments. And, and don't worry, international listeners. At some point, we will get to some of your teams. I believe it. Maybe even look at like a LA versus the world matchup. See what that looks like too. Um, all right. We'll be back to regularly scheduled programming starting uh, on Sunday night. I'll be back from my trip. Thanks for, for bearing with us here. Don't forget about Hollinger and Duncan as well. Search uh, Hollinger in your favorite podcast player. That should get it for you. At this point in time, John and I talked about our organization rankings. As of this recording, we haven't actually recorded it yet, but we... I don't know how far we're going to get, but we're going to at least uh, put a start on it this Sunday. So I uh, can't wait for that. And uh, we'll talk to you all in a few days. Till then. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.